It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Welcome to the 10th episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We're here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. I'm food, dining, and living editor, Lagaya Figueres, and I'm going to tell you about a new modern diner in Buckhead, designed as a love letter to Atlanta. I'm Rodney Ho, entertainment reporter, and I will tell you where you can get slimed. And we'll also tell you about a local institution that's been saved, at least for now. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. First up this week, we're going to tackle some of the week's hot topics. And one of the hottest is a place that is closing after quite a while around a perimeter. It's uh, beloved by a lot of people. Um, and count me as one of those who <laughs> loves it, um, Alon's, Alon's uh, Bakery Market. Uh, that's been at Perimeter now for, for 15 years, actually. Yeah. So we all know that the original is in Virginia Highland, and that's yeah. still operating. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah, sadly, I have been to that one. I've never been to the one in the Perimeter. Really? You no, I don't think so. Rodney, <laughs> you know, it's that's really the close one that's here. closest to the our old AJC uh, our building. Office. How did he re- I don't know why I never went there. Oh, my right. gosh. Sorry. Terrific but place. I did like the one in Morningside. Great coffee. Yeah. Great patio. Yeah. Great food. Great cheese. Yeah. Got a good cheese selection. All the prepared stuff at Alon's is yeah. terrific. Why is it closing? It is closing because essentially the lease comes to an end in February. And so I spoke with owner Alon Balshan about it. And really, it was sort of, it wasn't supposed to get out, you know, this way where, you know, there's a whole lot of rumors and stuff circulating. But uh, yeah, the gist is that the the lease is coming to an end in February. He has to make some decisions. And what folks probably don't know is that that location, when he initially, you know, went in there, that was serving as uh, for production, including for some of their wholesale, which is actually a big part of, you know, what they do. Well, he ended up getting a 20,000 square foot space in Doraville. And so production has shifted to over there. In the meantime, we have a pandemic. And so now he's got this 
massive store and he doesn't need that space because really it's just for the market and the restaurant but it's tricky to find labor these days and um yeah so a lot of it comes down to he he doesn't he what he said is i'm paying very high dollar for a store that can be three thousand square feet in a space that's eleven thousand square feet yeah okay so um and he says he's gonna and also he's gonna do catering from the virginia highland location so he doesn't need to worry about you know catering there um so he says what's really left is the store and the math simply doesn't add up now he did say that they're thinking about some ideas. They may stay there for a little bit longer. Um, I guess the landlord is potentially, you know, maybe if they make them a better deal or something like right. that. But he said, for now, the verdict is he'll be closing that location at the end of February. And the other thing, uh, there had been, I guess, some rumors floating around about them opening at Crog Street Market. And he said, look, those are just, they've had discussions. So we, there nothing determined or anything on there. Simply, we know they've been having discussions discussions. And we do know that he opened another location at Phipps Plaza just last year. Right. I don't know if you guys have gone to that one. Uh-uh. So, it's I mean it's, it's really pretty. Yeah. But uh yeah, so so that's what so far it's going to it's going to close down so go have, you know, we have until February over there. Right. But it's not like Alon's is is gone for good or anything. Right. Well, I mean the one that's like Morningside Virginia Highland area, that's that one's nowhere near as big. Right, it's small. Yeah, it's a very, very small space. Right. I mean, that's the thing I loved about the perimeter one was like oh, that the big counter with the you know the salads. And, and you that. got like the wine bar on yep. the side there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and, and all the breads and it's it's that's really a shame to kind of lose all that. I mean, there's not really an outlet for that because I mean the morning side location is, isn't big enough for something like that, I wouldn't think. I mean, unless he would do some sort of like expansion. And yeah. I mean, really, it comes down to what we're seeing, we don't see behind the scenes is that production facility right. where he's handling so much, you know, between the catering and the wholesale right. side, he just doesn't need this huge amount of space for yeah. essentially having, you know, a restaurant, a little market. Right. A lot of his baked goods go to restaurants around town. Is that the wholesale side, or when you say wholesale, um, what does that mean? Yeah, they would have the restaurants and I guess other stores. Right, and I would imagine they probably do a lot of catering and the catering. Yeah, but yeah, those salads. It was it was always such a great place to go and get lunch that wasn't fast food. I know it makes you feel great to eat there. Lots yeah. of fresh food. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You never felt quite so bad about eating uh, at right. Alon's. Right. <laughs> right. So many other places that yep. you could go. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Now it's finally hitting me where what what's happening here. I, I have been there many times. Okay, sorry. Okay. I, I had a brain dead Ronnie. moment. It didn't connect in my brain what you were talking about. Only now do I realize what you're talking about. Okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Of... Food and dining is not your beat. No, I no. I'm still in a Thanksgiving fog apparently. So. Yeah. <laughs> a week later. With your canned cranberry. <laughs> exactly. I ate too much of that, apparently. So I can't even think of what you were talking about. It, it only dawned on me. It took six minutes. It was like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. I'll take you one last time. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I get great sandwiches. It's, everything there is just yeah. so, so good. So we'll stay on top of this and we'll see where it goes. You know, if, yeah. if the lease ends up getting extended, we'll let folks know. And if Alon, you know, if he's had those discussions over at Krog or wherever else he might be having them, we'll, we'll be there to report. Yeah. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, 
this news is probably will probably create a little bit of an uptick in people going because they're like, oh, no, I, I know. Wanna... <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel for him. I, we've had these conversations before when it comes to some of the pandemic and do stuff. But he he said to me, he's like, man, um, I always what what's up with me? Like, I always um, open when there's like bad stuff happening. He said that he opened um, Alon's Bakery in, you know, 1992 at the end of a recession like for that point that right. was in and then um he opened the one in perimeter february 2008 he's like it was the peak of the fall and now um he was you know doing this whole warehouse thing when mr what he called mr corona comes <laughs> so i was like oh Alon, i know but so far he, he's weathering the storm but it's not it's not easy yeah. hard decisions to make we shall see all right so we'll stay tuned for for alon yeah and uh Speaking of closings, uh, there was lots of rumor going around that Starbar would be closing. A developer had supposedly wanted to come in the area. We've had a lot of that happening lately with the thing over on Ponce where, um, you know, Eight Arm and all of those things are. But it appears that uh, at the last minute, the developers pulled out. Oh. So, so um, yeah, uh, we spoke with the folks at Starbar. Uh, Alexis Halku, who wrote the story for us, it, the story uh, ostensibly was about their comedy night, which is really popular. It's on a Monday night, and you know they regularly it's odd because they were always known as a music. Venue. Yeah, it's it's primarily a music venue, but but you know for many years now he's been doing this comedy night there. Uh, Rotney, who uh, he's sort of the the host of it and all of that, puts it all together. But uh, lots of big name comedians have stopped in there. And uh, you can read all about that in the story, which is online now. But as we were doing this story, we got word that Starbar may be surviving after all. So after a little bit of rewriting and all of that, we managed to get the news in that they indeed have gotten a reprieve. They hadn't at that time signed uh, the lease yet, but they were supposedly getting another one-year lease on the place. So nobody is going anywhere so far at Starbar. And we're all very excited that they've survived because I hate losing places like that. Um, it's so very Atlanta. Yeah, at least Little Five Points seems to have not fallen. That little area has maintained right. at least a reasonable right. sense of the mom and pop feel. Yeah, right. But Starbucks. now it's time for all those people who were, you know, moaning and groaning and being so, you know, thoughts and prayers. Got to get your seat, you know, get over there, (laughs) support them, let them know, show them the love. Yeah, because we'll lose these places if we we don't keep patronizing them. And, and, you know, like you said, Little Five Points has so far seemed to, you know, resisted that whole thing. And it it felt this, I guess that's why this one felt so, so worrisome that, you know, people were going to come in and turn it into another mixed use development. (laughs) And so, you know, do do we? How we many do talk, of those we do, do we talk need? about them every week? They get, I know. the word mixed use gets thrown in every single podcast. Now. It really <laughs> does it's because it just seems to pop up so frequently. And you know, sometimes those things are great. They're right. you know wonderful for for what area they're in. You know, it's great to to have all of the the things you need in one place. But then you lose some of the character. And you know, Atlanta has been kind of notorious for. For paving over character, so <laughs> good line paving over yeah. character. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're going to get to keep Starbar a little longer, it seems, uh, and hope we hope 
uh, for a lot longer because apparently the owners have also said that that they're they're asking about possibly purchasing the property. I uh-huh. don't know. Um, you know that may be a pipe dream. Who knows? Um, you know it all depends on so many things. But you know it might be nice and do go and support them though, uh, and especially their comedy night and read the story that we have online, which is is terrific about these comedians who you know basically that's they they work up their material there, they test it out there, and you know many many famous touring com- comedians have stopped in. It's a great little story, so uh, make sure you take a look online at AJC.com. Rodney recently went to something called the Slumu Institute. Yes, it has a oddly scientific sounding name. I think that was done by design. Um, the owners, Karen Rabinovitz and Sarah Schiller. Karen had lost her husband a few years ago, lost a cousin in the Parkland shootings, was really, really depressed. And then she just went over to a friend's house and a 10-year-old was playing with slime and she started playing with it and it just gave her this real sense of calm. And it, it just also, you know, she started like meeting with her friends to just sit there and talk and just play with slime. It just calmed her down. And, and provided sort of a mental escape. And she, you know, while there's no scientific studies that this is true, she decided to start something called the Slumu Institute in New York. And it, it's just like various types of ways to make slime, play with slime, manipulate it, and even get it, you know, thrown on top of you like Nickelodeon, that right. Nickelodeon show. You can't do, do that on television. Yeah. And, and is the point that it's therapy? Yes, there's there's that a little bit of that therapeutic type of concept here that people and plus it's 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 you know it's it's the same line that everybody who has an experience in town has said is that oh you know we're so much on our devices we're not we're all disconnected this is a way to experience something together so that's that theme is is very common across the 27 experiences I've covered in the past six months um, but this one is is a little different in that sense I mean it, it's geared to kids I think on the most part but I think they also you know, see adults coming there as well. Um, it, it includes the the new one they have here in Buckhead. It's across from Phipps Plaza, across from the Target, kind of in this complex. That, it's in an old building that used to be in Circuit. A Circuit City used to be there. It's on the lower end. Oh, it's I like know that exactly two, where that it's is. It's that yeah. two yeah. level. Like a lot of people keep, you, you, when our photographer Jason gets, he, he couldn't find it because it, he was driving upstairs on the upper level and it, it's, it's in the lower level. Um, yeah, it's funny. I didn't. I did not connect that until you just said the Circuit City. I, I, I now I remember where yeah, that was. Us old timers here. Yeah, I've been there. I, yeah, I do so remember I. that. I never connected it when I was reading the story, but but now it's, I remember exactly where that is. It's a big space. It's twenty eight thousand square feet, yeah. high ceilings. Um, you know, they have a little. Some of the fun stuff in my mind. There's a a slingshot where you can shoot slime at. A person is a big plexiglass area, and, and you can stand behind the plexiglass, and basically they, you shoot the slime at some rapid speed, and it smashes against the yeah. glass and try not to flinch. It's really yeah. hard not to. Yeah. Um, and there's some AMSR type of um, therapeutic type rooms as well, because they think that that's helpful to calm people down. Is, yeah. is all this slime the same color? No, they have they have dozens of different types of slime. I mean, they, they have a kitchen in the back and they create like they have like 30 different bins of slime all through, you know, scattered throughout. And you can try and play them. Some of them are obviously stickier. Others are looser. Some have granular feel to them. Oh, and so does each one have like a different therapeutic? Exactly. And plus um, they have different scents and colors. So you can, they have, you know, they have like 60 different types of smells that they've created as well. You know, you, you can, you know, a lot of them are food related smells, you know, Ooh, like chocolate cool. brownie. Yeah, they've Head got, over there. Oh, absolutely. The smells are great too. So it, it, it's supposed to be multi-sensory, of course. Um, and, and, you know, there's an area where you can literally take your shoes off and walk in slime. Huh. And uh, it, it's, it's fun. 
you know, it's uh, like I said, you could be a kid again if you're an adult. Yeah, and sense. isn't there they don't they like an upcharge to you can go to oh, yeah, the you kitchen can get, thing? Oh, you, yeah, or? you can also yeah, they'll show you in the back how to how they make the slime, yeah. which is kind of cool. Because I thought well. that was fascinating. It's like I want to see how it's how a, the, yeah, it's a little the bit of science involved. Made, Absolutely. There there are recipes and they've I think they've you know, over the years they've just created different types of slime. Yeah. Um, and then is there the gift shop where we can purchase some to of take course, home? Of course, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you have to pass through the gift shop on your way out. One hundred percent chance that's gonna happen in every single one of these places yes that's that's yeah, a standard yeah. museum trope right yeah. you cannot escape the uh are the any of show. the slimes edible yeah, yeah they technically yeah they all are i mean you really shouldn't be eating them but it wouldn't kill you if you swallowed slime basically. they're non-toxic I guess. that's okay. what they're saying yeah, yeah I, I don't know how it's going to end up the other end i have no idea i, I didn't ask yeah. so <laughs> no clue so you know, awesome. If you That's want to try, really cool. go right ahead. I'm not gonna judge you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, when they smell like food, there there's bound to be some kid somewhere who's it's possible. Try to, yeah. That's try why they have it. to make sure they're non-toxic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, cool. So uh, uh, when you told me about the story originally, I was like, huh, okay. But then when I read it, I was like, wow, this sounds fascinating the therapeutic part makes a lot of sense to me i don't know well i'm well, gonna I mean, get i'm gonna get you know, people you have... use squeeze balls a lot you know in right. offices and, and that's supposed to sort of calm you down so it's very right. similar well the textile part of it is definitely interesting there's corian spa that i've gone to before you know and the the idea being like there's a cold room where you're you know but you're touching coals up or some hot kind of coals that's not going to burn you right but each of the or and one that might be like pebbly and you're laying down in these areas and just the feeling of it on your body will do different things for you so i get it it's similar that's cool i'm definitely going yeah yeah check it out all right cool it starts at 39 dollars. if you don't want to get i basically if you Christmas want to, present yeah if you get slime they they do an upcharge if you want to actually get slime on top of you okay if that's worth it yeah, for some, I'm sure that that's that's a big part of yeah, their life. Yeah, if they want to relive their their childhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's the Slumu Institute, which is in Buckhead at the Old Circuit City near uh, Phipps Plaza, uh, and you can check out Rodney's story online. And actually, it will be in print next Tuesday, I believe. So check that out. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and now we're going to talk about some of uh, what's new, what we've been doing lately, uh, some of our newer stories, and uh, one of the things is some new restaurant openings. Right. Well, Rodney was just telling us about the Slumu Institute near Phipps Plaza, right? right? Well, I got a place at Phipps Plaza. Nobu Japanese restaurant has opened. I mean, it was five years ago that they announced that this luxury hotel and, and restaurant Nobu was going to headline this major expansion at, at Phipps Plaza in Buckhead. So Nobu is now open for business. It's been open, I guess, almost a week now, I want to say. And actually, the hotel just opened Wednesday. So yesterday. Right. Anyway, yeah, and this is huge, massive. It's 10,000 square feet, 300 seats, and it's in the lobby of the level of the, the Nobu Hotel. Um, yeah, so folks who don't know, I mean, how can you not know about Nobu? They've got something like 40 restaurants and seven hotels with another nine, you know, around the world and right. stuff. Japanese fusion and... Um, I mean, obviously, you can find, you know, sushi there, but you can also get um, there's just some really creative snacks and cold dishes. 
just, um, I mean, they're iconic hot dishes, the black cod, the rock shrimp tempura, the yellowtail jalapeno, um, the A5 Japanese Wagyu beef. Just, yeah. Right. If you're looking to do a splurge, uh, Nobu yeah. might be the place to go. And actually, the executive chef, this is interesting. Um, it's actually for the Atlanta location. It's Brandon Chavanese, and he was the formerly the executive chef at the Kimpton Sylvan Hotel with that had the three concepts, the Betty Willow Bar and St. Julep Rooftop. And when I ate there, I really enjoy his cooking. His Now I realize I'm not quite sure how much you know they're going to deviate from that. Right the regular Nobu menu, but his execution on vegetable dishes really impresses me. It's creative and it's terrific. So that's exciting to see that Brandon is over there. Um, yeah, is that so in a space that used to have another restaurant? Or no, this is a brand, a brand new, new build space. Out. Yeah, yeah, oh, they yeah, built yeah. it out. Uh-huh. I, yeah, Phipps yep. is doing a few build outs here and there. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is pretty big. So this actually has, besides the restaurant, you've got the bar and lounge. Yeah, and then it's part of the expansion, too. The, um, more of the construction that's coming there is um, food-wise, Citizens Food Hall. And that has um, various restaurant stalls, and that'll open next year at Phipps Plaza. So wow. anyway, Nobu is open now for those who want to to try that out. Great. And that's not all that's opening. There's also um, uh, Rochambeau, right? Rochambeau, yeah. Well, and let's just keep in mind, you know what? If you have a restaurant concept, it's a great time to, if you can get open by the holidays, you know, right. and good on you because you can rake <laughs> it in, hopefully. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm excited for this one. Rochambeau, so modern diner from the folks behind Muss and Turner's and Local 3, um, and also MTH Pizza. And they're calling it a 21st century upscale diner. It's actually at Peachtree um, Battle Shopping Center. So it's on Peachtree Road, just a little bit down from Piedmont Hospital. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Oh, here, the name. That's what what we play, Rock, Paper, Scissors. That's actually the real name of it is Rochambeau. I didn't know that. Did you? No. All right. So it's an all-day breakfast, lunch, dinner, all day. Just think of some classics like Pigs in a Blanket, Fried bologna sandwiches, buckets of fried chicken, I think that. But when I mentioned this is the love letter to Atlanta, okay, so some of this predates me. But on the menu, they're paying homage to Jim White's Half Shell Restaurant. Yeah. They served, that served Peachtree Battle Community for, I guess, more than 30 that years. So time. the menu features oysters two ways and blackened redfish ponchatrain. So I guess that was from Jim White's Half Shell. Mm -hmm. And even the design is really love letter. So there's a wall that features a view from the Jackson Street Bridge in 1970, 1996, and 2015. There's maps of Buckhead lining the walls at the bar. They have an installation, again, a nod to Peachtree Battle Shopping Center. There must, I guess there's a place called Turtles Records and Tapes. Oh, yes. Okay, so they have an (laughs) installation. Quite legendary, yes. Okay. Yeah, so an installation that's inspired by that. I guess that was in the music lovers in the 90s, until the 90s, huh? And also they have a room called The Side Hustle, and it has plates on the wall that feature Atlanta icons, I guess like Outkast and Baton Bob. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's called Rochambeau, and it's open now pretty much every day. 
serving breakfast, lunch, dinner. So check That's, that out. That oh, sounds very yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a photo. Yeah, they even have, what is it, a photo of the 1996 uh, infamous um, mascot from the Olympics. Oh, yeah. What is it? Yeah. So, uh. I mean, yeah, I the guys, um, it's three partners, Ryan Turner, Todd Musman, and Chris Hall. And um, I think actually, I think. Chris, I'm not sure if all three of them grew up here. I'm pretty sure Chris did. But those guys are kind of quirky, but they make things fun. Mm -hmm. And they really, it's very intentional about things. So I'll be looking forward. I haven't been there in person yet, but I'll be looking forward to, you know, really seeing the design and even the menu and stuff. Right. So it's not that kind of like, it's, I'm, I'm sure that they thought it out to the T when it comes to right. how do we want to do this what's a modern diner to us well, that's, to, and to Atlanta. Even yeah. though my concept of a diner is that it's open like all hours, but it looks like their current hours are like nine to nine weekdays and nine to 10. So mm -hmm. it, it's not a midnight or well, it's, it's not a Waffle House type of right. diner. No. And actually when I first looked at some of the photos, it was reminding me a little bit of Wonder Kid, which is on um, Memorial Drive, yeah. right? Um, but then I'm like, no, because that's retro-y. This yeah. one is definitely modern. Like there's some sleek elements to the, the the um, banquets and right. or the booths and kind of thing and stuff. But anyway, yeah. Well, when I saw when I saw that that you know it was a modern diner concept, it's Buckhead. The first thing I thought of was Buckhead Diner. Uh -huh. And you yeah. know, I'm wondering if it it, it feels like this. It doesn't might look be... anything like Buckhead no, Diner. No, not no. even close. No, no, not even close. No, I'm not the food photos. either. I mean, I'm wondering if you know. I wonder because I mean, because Buckhead Did Diner. Buckhead Diner serve pigs in a blanket? No, I don't no. think so. I don't recall that. No. But yeah, I mean, but it struck me that and it's well, like maybe also, people who miss Buckhead Diner. Did Buckhead Diner have a full bar? These guys have a so. full bar. I think it did. did. Yes, okay. they did. I They're recall, doing, yes. you know, classic cocktails. It's been a long time, but I, I, th right. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's down the road. That was, oh, well, up the, that was up the road from where Rochambeau is, but. Uh, yes. But yeah. Well, that's on Piedmont and this is on Peachtree. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well. Right, Buckhead Diner was right near where they meet, so, I, yeah. Well, so anyway, Rochambeau. <laughs> All right, two new openings, um, Nobu Japanese and Rochambeau. Right. And, okay, and then I'll just do the now the sad one, right? A closure. Is it my turn to check? keep going? A yeah, little keep, bit yeah, of dining? Let's, let's, just yeah, a let's, little bit more dining news, guys. Yep. Um, so... Uh, Delia's chicken sausage stand on Moreland appears to have have closed. Um, that's in, in East Atlanta, and according to some reports, it's basically because of the say the 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 property was sold, and the owner shocking, yeah, yeah right. Delia <laughs> Champion um, is planning to retire, but you know, only a couple months ago, the one in September when I talked about it, her location in um, West Midtown, across the street from. Uh, Georgia Tech closed too and that was also due to sale of the property mm -hmm. so now there are still the location uh, she's got some concessions at Mercedes-Benz and they're still doing the wholesale where you can get you know her products at Publix and Kroger right. and, and the whole thing but you know I mean it's a loss it's been open since like 2011 so um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so. she's, I mean, she's been around town for such a long time. She's well, yeah, I, you know what, I, again, some of this stuff predates me, so it's like, you, have, you know, you, you have to learn a little bit about some of this history, but I didn't realize that she initially opened the first Flying Biscuit yep. Cafe, and that she did that, um, did she do that with the woman um, who, Molly Gunn, 
No, no. She did. So Delia did Flying Biscuit Cafe herself, but she teamed up with Molly Gunn from who not with Porter Beer Bar to do Delia's sausage, chicken sausage stand right. originally. But now um, Molly Gunn is no longer part right. of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so. well, another another loss. And, and <laughs> once again, because the property has been sold. And also, OK, so happy retirement, though, to, yeah. to Delia. Yes. She's she's been you know when you work do, that hard yeah she's been doing this for Atlanta for a very very long time and yeah I'm, she's earned it she, she certainly has yeah Rodney uh, you recently talked with uh, was it Omari Hardwick at, yeah uh, he's got a new film yeah it's uh, a kids film Nickelodeon Paramount Plus movie called Fantasy Football. Uh, where he plays an Atlanta Falcon. It's interesting because he has a football background. He was on the UGA Bulldogs in 1995 with Heinz Ward. So he and he even tried out, I think, with the San Diego Chargers afterwards to try and make it into the NFL, and he didn't make it. Yeah. So he gets to kind of relive his fantasy now of actually being, you know, playing an NFL player. Um, and he ends up. He's kind of like a. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. His, you know, Bobby Coleman, the guy he's playing, and but he didn't achieve like a level of you know he's kind of jumping from team to team and now he's in his early 30s and he's toward the end of his career and he ends up right. on the Falcons and his daughter who played by Marseille Martin of Blackish uh, she's also an executive producer of this she um, she's you know through some you know a, a, the magic of lightning hits the on a game a Madden game and it becomes magical in the sense that she can suddenly control the movements of her dad while he's on the field right. through Madden and this is all you know both Madden and NFL approved the script obviously and gave them the permission so they shot you know all the football scenes at mercedes-benz and he got to wear an actual falcons uniform right. and, you know work out the locker room and everything was really authentic on that front yeah but you know it's, it's goofy because it's a kid's film yeah. um but uh you know I, i'm happy for omari who you know is really known for drama with power that was his big role in star on stars now he gets to be comedic yeah. and you know and goof around and, and be the family guy so it was fun yeah, cool. Well, uh, Rodney's story uh, is online now. You can read that at uh, AJC.com. And uh, Fantasy Football is streaming on Paramount Plus, right? Correct. All right. Um, so, uh, as for what we're working on, um, Rodney's going to, he's uh, talked to uh, Rick Beato, right? Yeah, um, Rick Beato. Yeah, he's a YouTube. Um, I guess music lover. He's basically a, a music producer who decided, you know, on a whim to just start posting, you know, he, he used to teach a long time ago and just these little short videos about about music, you know, his favorite Beatles songs or, right. you know, the 10 greatest guitar solos, you know, just things like that. And it took off. It became hugely popular. And he now has over 3 million followers on YouTube. Yeah. And he, and he does that full time. He said, like, within a few months after he started doing it, he just... Um, he just quit all the producing. He was he had done producing for twenty years. He didn't need to breathe. Parmalee, he you know he shined down. I guess he had produced a bunch of pretty successful acts. Yeah. Well, but I mean, now he's, he's, he started out as a musician. I yes. mean, I remember back back when I was covering music many many years ago, and he was playing with with local bands, and, and then he became a producer. Um, now he just gets to work out of his basement and awesome. tape these videos three times a week, and he makes pretty good money. <laughs> it yeah. seems like he's doing very well for himself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that story will be coming out soon. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll have it on AJC.com and uh, in the print paper uh, sometime in the coming weeks. And also, uh, well, I wanted to quickly mention 
that Lagaya has done. Uh, she's going to be doing a review of three pop-ups that are happening at full commission. Yeah. It's like there, there's, I think there have been several places that, you know, the restaurant primarily serves dinner or whatever, and they're clo- or they're closed on certain days, and they've been basically renting out the space to pop-ups and stuff, and full commission has like three of them. Yeah, I mean, Full Commission is doing a, I think it's a terrific um, job what they're doing, one, in just curating who is who is using it. But these are pop-ups in residence. You know, sometimes a pop-up might hop around, yeah. right? Um, and here it's like they have definitive hours. And so you can still get like coffee drinks or whatever at Full Commission, but mainly that kitchen now, he's handed it over to three different concepts. And so, yeah, next week folks will get to, to read the review, but it's basically a three Reefer. So yeah. we're I'm reviewing um, all three of the the concepts, and um, one is so so fed, yeah. uh, Laotian food. I mean, I terrific, really terrific. Also, for people who like Polish food, like you, yes, um, <laughs> brave, brave Wojtek is the name of that concept, and then also Mighty Hans, which is Taiwanese American, um, and they do brunch. Right. So, um, yeah, if you take a look at you know, and the the reason why I opted, by the way, to do uh, the review this way as opposed to just one review, only one pop up, I think, is that full commission has made it so. So that whatever day of the week you want to go, you can go there and find something, you know, because oftentimes it's like, well, if you're shut down like one day or whatever, that's confusing. And instead, what it's like, come any day, there'll be something here for you. So, um, yeah, it's it's in Grand Park. Is that right? Yeah, that's in Grand Park. It's across the street from um, Oakland Cemetery. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I mean, that's a, it's just a great way to optimize your space. It's like, why For have sure. it sitting there empty when someone could be, you know, utilizing right. it? Right. And, and I mean, I was there um, this week on Tuesday, and it was packed. Every table in the dining room was yeah. filled, which is really terrific, you know, d- to see. So, yeah, these I think these concepts, it's giving the, it gives them a space, a performance space, if you will. And their menu, in some instances, it's rotating, you know, so it's you're getting something a little bit different every time you go. So the options are there. Yeah, lots of fun. The pop-up scene in Atlanta is really strong, but it's exciting, like it, just at full commission alone, that we can see three different places. Cool. So we can uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that maybe next week. Yeah, I'll uh, go once, through the nitty gritty on yeah. which dishes to try. But yeah, just uh, keep an eye out for that and and come back next week and and we'll tell you all about it. And uh, this week's go guide is going to be focusing on holiday theater offerings, and we'll also have a roundup of vegan restaurants. This Sunday's living and arts section, uh, we're going to bring you a story for Veterans Day. Uh, it's uh, a talk with. World War II veteran Bill Norberg, who uh, he was nearby in the Pacific when Pearl Harbor was bombed on December 7th, 1941. So that was, uh, I can't do math, uh, 81 years ago. Is that right? I think. Um, anyway. And he's still alive. And I mean, he's still alive. He's 100. He just recently wow. turned 100. So, wow. uh, yeah, that's our, our It's important story. to get those stories while these people are still really here to, to, yeah. to help us. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have this, I think. And also, uh, we'll have on Sunday uh, a roundup of holiday concerts if you're looking for something to, uh, you know, brighten your your season. And next week, uh, we'll have a story in Living about the iconic Northside Tavern, which is celebrating an anniversary. 50 years? Uh, Is it 50? I think it is 50. Yeah. I thought it was more, but 
I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't read the story yet. So so we'll we'll tell you all about that coming up. And now it's time for the pet of the week. Uh, meet Gomez Adams. He's a two-year-old, 50-pound, handsome boy, and he has a lovely tan and white coat and an adorable brown spot over his right eye. Gomez Adams is on the medium energy side and is a little shy at first, but he loves treats. He's super friendly, gives great smooches, and has the most adorable posture when he wants to cuddle. Open your heart and home to this sweet dog today. You can stop by and visit him at DeKalb County Animal Services located at 3280 Chambly Dunwoody Road in Chambly or email adoption at DeKalbCountyAnimalServices.com and you'll find a photo of Gomez and a link to his shelter profile on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer, whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks, as always, to Rodney Ho. Thank you. And now I've got the Adams Family uh, theme song in my head. <laughs> and to Lagai Figueres. Thank you. And I'm going to go get slimed. <laughs> I'm Shane Harrison. Thanks for listening to our brand new podcast, and we'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta.